Welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. In this podcast, we take a reading from Scripture each day. We look at the background material to that passage and also application for us. Once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Our reading today comes from Romans chapter 5, verses 5 through 8. And Romans 5 marks a turning point in the book of Romans. Many commentators and Bible scholars look at Romans chapter 5 through 8 as some of the most majestic, beautiful pieces of Scripture in all the Bible. And once we get to chapter 5, Paul is changing up his argument. So far in Romans chapter 1 verse 4, he talked about the plight of all mankind, Jew and Gentile alike, are all under the wrath of God. We are all hopeless without justification by faith. And so we've been justified, and we've talked about what that means. Justification means God has declared us in right standing with him. And then in chapter 5, he works out the implications of that. Some may object and go, okay, it seems like what you're saying makes sense, Paul. But in the practical reality, what happens when the flesh comes back? What happens when the flesh rises up and we sin against against God? What about when the law comes and tells us that we're sinners before God? How does justification by faith work in those situations? And so chapter 5 is going to work that out. And we know that there's a turning point because chapter 5 verse 1 starts with the word therefore. He says, therefore, since we have been justified by faith, so he's built the argument, we are justified by faith. And now he's going to work out the practical implication. So some would say Romans chapter 5 verses 111 is all about our assurance, the assurance that we've been justified by faith in Christ. Now, as we look at uh, verse 5, we're going to read through verse 8. You're going to recognize these verses. These are some of the most famous verses in all the Bible. Maybe you memorize these as a child. Maybe as you hear them, you'll say them along with me. Well, I'm going to read from the English Standard Version. Let's start with verse 5. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. For while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one might dare even to die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So verse 8 especially is one that you guys have probably heard before. You memorize it as a child as you learn to do gospel presentations. That is one verse that you use many times. But he talks about this hope. In verse 5, and he's referencing the hope that we were told earlier in chapter 5 in which we stand. We stand in this hope. We have this hope of glory that's been given to us. So we have a hope that's not like the hope saying, I hope the weather is good tomorrow, or I hope we have a great day. This is a substantial hope that's based upon the promises of God and based on God's past performance. We know he is good on his promises. So this is a deeper type of hope. But then he tells us that God's love has been poured into our hearts. A lot of times we think about the role of the Holy Spirit in our life. The Spirit comes into our life to convict us of sin. The Spirit comes to renew us. The Spirit comes to give life to our mortal bodies one day when we're resurrected from the dead. The Spirit helps us in our prayer life to make groanings for us when we just don't know what to say. The Spirit also helps articulate our prayers so that they are in line with God's will. But here's another role of the Spirit. The Spirit comes into our life to show us the love of God. God's love is poured out into our hearts 
through the Holy Spirit. And this same word for that's used here, this poured word that we see in verse 5, is the same word used in Acts chapter 2 for the pouring out of the Holy Spirit upon all flesh. So in some sense, and there's debate about what that's all about, that the Holy Spirit pours the love of God into our hearts. Some would say that the Holy Spirit reminds us constantly that we're God's children. The Holy Spirit preaches to our hearts. Not only does the Holy Spirit intercedes for us to God, but the Holy Spirit also intercedes to our own hard and recalcitrant hearts sometimes and reminds us of who we are. So the Holy Spirit in some ways tells us that God's love is real and that God loves us and that's part of his role in our life. But verse 5, I mean verse 6, really is a reminder. I know we've heard this so many times, but let's don't skim through this verse. Let's look at the full weight of what Paul is saying. While we were weak, meaning we're hopeless, there's nothing we can do. At the right time, at the very right time in history, Galatians 4.4 tells us that in the fullness of time, God sent forth his son born of a woman. So when the time was just right, God sent forth his son. And he said, Christ died for the ungodly. Now, when you think of that, well, that sounds like old hat. We've heard that before, that Christ died for those that really didn't love him back. But Paul makes a logical point here. He says that some people may die for a righteous person. Scarcely they'll die for a righteous person. A righteous person would just be a person that practices the righteousness of God. But people may die for someone that they love and care about. A good person, think of soldiers in a battle. They'll lay down their life for a friend or a colleague. You'll hear these stories of a grenade is thrown into a room and someone throws themselves upon the grenade and dies for the others in the room. We've heard those stories before, but what's revolutionary is that Christ died for the ungodly. These people that reject the worship of God, even these pagans, even these Jews that are self-righteous, Christ has died for them. And that's the beauty of the gospel. When I think of things like the parable of the sower, you know, so many times we think of the parable of the sower as being, you know, be the right type of soil. Don't be the thorny or the rocky soil. Be the good soil and receive God's word. But another part of that parable is that God is throwing, or the, the sower is throwing the seed in all the wrong places. There's this extravagant grace where the sower and seed was precious back then. They wouldn't just scatter it in the wrong place. I mean, this farmer has to be really dumb to be throwing the seed in the wrong places. But there's a lesson to be learned, if you'll listen to it, that God's grace is extravagant. And in this debate about how to read the book of Romans, some will say that Jesus only died for the elect. But as we read the whole corpus of Scripture, we realize that Christ came to die for everyone. All means all. God wants all people to come to the knowledge of salvation. And we need a big view of grace, not a small one, not a restricted view of grace where Christ only dies for a few people. Christ came to die for everyone. The ungodly, even the ones that would not honor God with worship, he's going to die for them too. And I love verse 8. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. It reminds me of what God says about the nation of Israel. When God chose Israel, he didn't choose Israel because they were a special country, because they had anything mighty about them or anything that would mark them out from the other countries of the world. But he chose Israel out of its weakness to be his child. In the same way, we're helpless and we're sinners. And Christ still died for us. 
a beautiful way to look at the gospel of Jesus Christ. So with all that said and all the background material we've talked about and how we've walked through these verses today, let's go back and read this passage one more time and see if it just comes alive to you. Once again, this is Romans 5 verses 5 through 8. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. For while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one might dare even to die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Well, today I think we can say we give glory to God for that statement. That while we were still in our sins and we were hopeless and powerless, the all-powerful one, uh, the son who had been pre in his pre-incarnate state had existed for all eternity in the, in the grandeur of heaven, came to this earth, took on the rags of flesh and died for us, these sinful people that we have nothing to bring to God to make us special. But he loves us. So the love of God is demonstrated most of all in the cross of Jesus Christ. And I Pray that the cross and the gospel is center to your life, that you live a cruciform life, that the very center of who you are is that concept that God loves you that much. And I hope that love propels you through this day. And I hope you come back tomorrow. Tomorrow we'll be back in Romans 5. Devin will be doing tomorrow's podcast, so you'll be blessed to hear that. So I pray that you have a wonderful day. I pray you're blessed, and I would love for you to come back and be with us again tomorrow as we explore more of Romans 5.